0: Hello, I'd like to welcome you to the third episode of our podcast, the coach, the counselor and the spiritual director with a focus on how do people change? I'm Dawn Bird. I'm a coach and I'm joined here with my good friends BJ and Marcos. So Marcos, you actually serve as you actually function as a spiritual director, a coach and a counselor. Um, but for our purposes, uh, you're our spiritual director, and BJ is our counselor. Uh, how are you guys doing today?
1: Hi, Thank you for having us, Don. It's good to see you.
2: Yeah, I'm doing well, Don. Thank you for asking. You doing okay?
0: I am. I am. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about the skill of the, the developing the skill of curiosity and asking good questions. So... I do personally think curiosity is getting some traction. Um, it seems like in the mostly um, because organizations, business are are seeing the value of that. Um, but most of my personally, my human interaction is like what I what I experience, what I observe is is I talk about me, and as I talk, you are mostly thinking about what you want to say next about you, about your experience about what you, um, yeah, your opinion. So this isn't in the, in the clinical setting, this is just uh, mere interaction. Is, is that what your experience is guys? Like, like, is that what you experience when you either interact with people or watch people interact?
2: Yeah, 100% agree. Um, uh, especially, you know, a lot of, of, uh, Interactions I see with uh couples counseling is is just as you described, you know a lot of listening for what you want to say we're directed by defensiveness, we're directed by uh wanting to get our point across without pausing to to think about that the other person might be uh trying to communicate something more than what they're saying.
1: Yeah uh, I agree on, and uh, I think you put it so well. Um, what I have to admit is that I operate like that most of the time and I don't like it you know I have noticed that exactly you are saying something and what I'm really doing inside is, is, is thinking on my response so I'm thinking my thoughts and I kind of half listen so <laughs> takes a lot of intentionality for me in shifting that and being aware of that and yeah that's
0: my experience. Yeah. Good. So was there a, a point for each of you where you, um, maybe it, maybe a, a crisis or a situation, or maybe someone did it for you where someone showed up or, or you realized you began to see the value of asking good questions. Yeah, yeah. What helped you to see? Oh, that's really important. And and maybe outside of even your clinical setting, but also just in your you know your life. In anything for either of you guys along those lines.
1: Yeah, I mean for me, uh, Don. Um, I have to admit that the first uh, exposure to great questions that really changed a little bit again game for me, and and, uh, and this idea of of, of uh, of listening <laughs> was was a exp- offered for me in faith walking uh, at the beginning of, of my experience in faith walking there are, I remember until now, this video that Trisha Taylor made uh, is, is like a 20 minute video about active listening or a no, dialogue That's that's the video I keep, I still watch it I still refer people to that video I think that was very fundamental for me she was talking about asking questions but it was not only that i mean the impact of that for me was first listening and then you know asking questions that that was for me challenging. Uh, it,
2: almost exactly the same for me <laughs> yeah i think faith walking was the introduction for for that concept to me you know even the the very first lesson i heard faith walking where I don't remember who the speaker was, but they are saying that we listen to, to agree or disagree. And my first thought was, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that like instantaneously saying that and at the same time saying, Oh, I just did it. I'm doing it right now. Uh, and now I've been thinking about whether I do it or not. So I haven't heard the next couple of sentences that the speaker has said, because I'm trying to decide whether I agree or disagree with what, uh, they're saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really good. Uh, I think for me my my answer would be similar. I think faith walking, but what was happening to me at the same time that I was introduced to faith walking. And so you you might be picking up from this podcast that we all we, we know each other through faith walking. We've been really um, impacted by it. Um, so what when I first did faith walking, I also at the same time was in kind of a crisis with my uh, oldest son, and he was in a relationship that um, all of my binary thinking came out of. Um, I saw right and wrong, good and bad in that relationship. And, our, and Trisha Taylor, who's getting lot, lots of airtime here, um, she actually started asking me questions and helping me to think, oh, maybe maybe there is a world beyond right and wrong, good and bad, black and white, and that was the first time I I really think that um, I I realized that, that that was actually true, that there were uh there were different ways to look at things. And one way to find out more about my son, which I thought I already knew everything, was to begin to ask him questions. Um, and to develop that skill of curiosity. And I also think, I also think as a parent that I, I, so the kids are growing up and I'm, I'm supposed to have the answers, right? I'm, I'm, I'm the parent. I know more. I'm supposed to have all the answers. And so, but my son was then 21 and we were needing to develop this adult to adult relationship and I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know that that was possible, that it could exist. And so, yeah, in order to have an adult adult relationship, you there has to be mutual questions and sharing of, of life. And I, I didn't know how to do that. And so um, that crisis really led me to begin to develop these skills. And just through faith walking, have seen the value of that. So. In your particular area, I'll ask each of you guys. So, what what do you notice in clients as you ask questions? what How do they respond? What do you notice in them? How does that help the time you have with them? Marcos, how about you?
1: Yeah, you know, questions. Um, I'm talking from the perspective of spiritual direction, so. The second, uh, if I can preface my answer with this, the second really formative experience for me um, about thinking of questions was uh, was thinking of, of questions that I asked to God, <laughs> kind of right. So, a spiritual direction is uh, actually is about listening, right? And and there are many different probably approaches my my approach is like i'm more contemplative so it is more uh horizontal so I, i'm a peer. I, i'm i'm as if i am functioning as, as your spiritual director I, I don't know more than you i mean what in the world make you think that i know more i have answers to spiritual you know i'm not master yoga or anything like that i uh i struggle with the same things with the same problems but um, there is uh, probably a little bit more of a practice Experiencing the practice of actually listening, number one, and listening to, him, to God, right? And uh, asking questions to God. So, what I notice when people come for spiritual direction is that they are expecting an horizontal conversation. They ask a question and I give an answer. It's a little bit like counseling, right? uh, Or like people think of counseling. Uh, and when I ask them questions, uh, what I notice in them is, is that little shift of what? And I say, what do you think God thinks about? You know, spiritual direction aims towards listening to God. And that is amazing. For some people, it's like, what? What are you talking about? Is God speaking? So I think that's what we read. <laughs> So I, I noticed surprise. I noticed uh, sometimes lack of, of, of practice into it. Um, and if I can go, sometimes I stop actually. And I say, let's, let's just for a moment make the an experiment and let's imagine that, uh, that uh, you, Christ, is, is sitting right here, right? And, and you get, uh, he's listening, he's right here with us. And what would you ask? What is the question? What would you like to know? I and mean, it changes. I notice it changes this idea of, of oh my gosh, I never thought I could do that kind of thing. Ask a question to God with the expectation that I'm gonna be able to listen in a way. Some people are like, whoa, and they are seeing me for a spiritual direction. So it is in general surprise mm-hmm. and <laughs>
0: Thanks, Marcos. How about you, BJ?
2: Yeah, I'd say a mix of people get very comfortable if you're asking them questions that are surface level, because people in general like to talk about themselves, unless, you know, unless it's a little bit too deep. And then there's this turn towards being uncomfortable. Like Marcos is describing that you you when you when they're asking a question with an expectation that you're going to just answer it for the and then you turn it back into a question, cause them to think about it, empower them to utilize the tools that they have inside of them to figure stuff out. Uh, and sometimes there's a lot of discomfort that comes with it, and so, uh, so I'd say it's a mix. But then once people start seeing, oh, I do have the answers. What am I paying you for? You know, then they uh, they get more comfortable again, and and you start to see them, you know, shoulders lift and countenance change as they start to have a, a a higher regard for themselves and their ability to solve problems. So, uh, so I think in general questions might be stunning, uh, and in, in some occasions and they're welcome because people in, in general like to talk about themselves and like to dig in. So that, that's what I've seen.
0: Yeah. And I, I would ditto that too, BJ. And I think the the only thing I would add to it is that, um, yeah, I noticed that, that people also, um, th- they, <clears throat> for the most part, once they get into the groove, kind of maybe, maybe a little bit of resistance at first, but they really want you to ask the hard questions to some degree that they, 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 um, if, if the space is safe, they, they want to go to those places that are hard, um, Because by asking them, by creating safety, I think we're indirectly saying that no matter what you say, no matter what you share, you're safe here. I I don't think any differently about you. Um, And I'm not going anywhere. And some people haven't experienced that before, I think. So, um, yeah, that's the one thing I would add. And I just think...
1: Just what you just say made me think that you're so true. You're so you're so right. Um, People want to face hard questions when they don't feel alone and when they don't feel judged. They are scared. I mean, Jenna, we all maybe are scared of facing those questions alone. Yeah, It, it is up to me to figure it out. Right, wrong answer, but when somebody is with me. And uh, you know, I don't have to be alone, and I don't have to be judged. This is not school again. You know, I, I give you the wrong answer. I'm gonna be ashamed. That's a very good point. I just wanted to point out. That, that's Thank
0: great. You. Yeah, and so <clears throat> as we think about this whole di- idea of asking questions, um, and maybe you can answer this on a personal level, and you can answer it on in, in more of a, a of a clinical setting. Um, so when is it hardest to, to stay curious and to, um, to, to keep with the habit of, being, of asking questions and being curious?
2: Uh, for me, if someone gets on a topic that I know a lot about, uh, or, or if they say something where it's almost irresistible to fill in the gaps for them as they're trying to problem solve, I find it, I jump on it, (laughs) you know, just the the desire to, um, give the information that I know or to try to fill in the gaps. It it comes out a little more, it comes out quicker than my desire to, uh, stay curious. So for me, that's something I've, I've observed about myself is, is that I, uh, can get out of that mindset of curiosity. If I'm, I'm feeling, uh, real real strong about the topic
0: what about personally bj
2: like yeah personally so and thanks. counseling right okay yeah if, so. if someone is just a general conversation with someone if they bring up a topic that i know a lot about it's hard for me to ask questions or get to know them and to hear their thinking on it because i'm too busy you know turning into wikipedia all of a sudden about uh, about the topic
0: good thanks
1: how about yeah. you marcos yeah i think it's very similar um it's uh, it's my own anxiety um in, in one direction or another either because i feel very strong and judge and polarize and my, my binary thinking as you say don't or because um i'm anxious I, I really don't know i i'm thinking of my performance and i'm thinking of i have to have the answer when, when i ask myself what is the best question to ask here is usually the time when i'm, I'm having a problem so I, I, I notice that um that or when i'm distracted that is another thing that is uh, I, I haven't been able to be present you know to slow down and to kind of focus on on, on the conversation uh, i'm still in the last session or in something and half listening when I when I'm not listening, it's the hardest,
0: you know, yeah Yeah, I think personally, for me, it's it's really so hard. I keep going back to just being a, a parent. I think with adult children is is realizing that. Um, yeah, I just I I want to relate to them, adult to adult, and when I get anxious about something they're talking about, or I feel like I I need to say something, you know, um, I need to fill the space. I, yeah, that, that I, I I don't stay curious and it's not that everything needs to be followed up with a question all the time. I'm not saying that, but I tend to, I think be more directive and Yeah. And I think it's what Marco said. It's all about, it's my anxiety. You know, it's, yeah, it's all about my anxiety. And I think in the, in, in like a coaching relationship that, yeah, I think I would tend to not ask questions when I'm, maybe I'm not really sure what to say to the person. Like it's like, what this, this situation doesn't feel like it leaves a lot of room for any kind of response can't really think of a question so I start kind of maybe saying what I did or um just talking about what they said and it's yeah I, th- I think when I'm afraid or or about what I don't think I'm doing a very good job here I don't know what to do what do I do I, I'm supposed to know what to do kind of thing um yeah I think that happens for me
1: what I will say, Don, sometimes for me is is the I think that if you give me the question, right <laughs> okay, oh that's a great question. And I take notes, right? Or I I notice with some people sometimes in training. Give me a, 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 a list of questions that I can say. So it seems that the question question is external. What I notice myself looking for a question outside of me, because I have to have a question is usually when I'm off, right? The, the, the staying present and the little trick for me is uh, because I, how do you know what question to ask? Well, that really, I don't. But if I start thinking what question I'm going to ask, I'm off. The trick for me is uh, I sometimes uh, re- reframe a little bit. another frame. I'm sorry, repeat. You know? This is what you are saying, mm-hmm. you know, and allow that space. To, sometimes a question comes with it, or I allow silence. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning of, especially with spiritual medicine, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I, I have to feel conversation. And sometimes somebody says something, and if I just wait, and I have to be okay with that pain that I'm seeing or the silence that seems to. And usually the question comes. So it's more about presence, Mm -hmm. quality of my presence that welcomes uh, a a bit of of a question that is honest. It doesn't have to be perfect. And
0: it might be off, and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that, Marcos. Yeah, so as we kind of wrap up here, you guys might have a thing or two you want to add, but I was... uh, Yeah. So what are some of your, your best questions? What are some of the ways that you um, can stay curious? And I think for our listeners, like even if you're not practicing officially and whether counselor coach, spiritual director, um, but, but I think these are can be really helpful in just day-to-day life um, and your relationships Mm -hmm. with whoever you intersect with. Um, Yeah. So what would you guys say are some of your best questions? How do you draw people out? How do you stay curious? BJ, how about you?
2: I think kind of what Marcos was just saying, uh, a lot of it is, uh, for me is reframing what, what someone's saying. And, uh, and pressing into to something being curious about a particular phrasing or word that they said in their, their sentence. Uh, because it seems like a lot of my communication and my observation of other communications that, uh, miscommunications happening when we're not clear on what we're saying. And so if there's a factual exchange of information, you know, then making sure that we're, uh, meaning the same thing, even though, uh, or if we're using the same word, that doesn't mean we mean the same thing. So let's clarify. So I've learned that that also translates just in casual conversation, just that I can get to know someone better by asking them, well, what do you mean when you say this, this word? What does that mean for you? You know, what is that? And, and it opens the door for them to talk about, it, go in deeper about that or, or why, why that's meaningful to them, where they learned that. Uh, it can take the conversation in a number of directions, but it gets it allows me to know the person better if that makes sense,
0: yeah, it makes a lot of sense right I, I like what you just said that off i mean I think so much we we often think we just oh, i know what they mean by this i yeah i'm I'm already like thinking in my head ahead of like oh I already know like yeah I know exact or, or I know exactly what they mean by that, and i don't probably
2: right
1: <laughs>
0: right yeah
1: uh-huh yes yeah for me uh you know when the the classic question from faith walking i took it from there <laughs> who do you want to be right all things considered if you cannot change anything who, who do you want to be i mean that's a usually a question i go back a lot uh, trying to to ask for what is is uh, making explicit what is implicit. So in a spiritual direction there's a lot of, of questions, you know, about what, what what should I ask God? It's a beautiful passage, right? You probably you all know it, the Bartimaeus, the, the blind man and and Jesus, you know, and all these things please, please have, have mercy on me. And Jesus calling him and the question that Jesus poses is is for me the the model of, of this. You know, I kind of try to emulate that. What do you want me to do for you? But it is what? <laughs> what I mean, my gosh, I have to shiver. What do I believe you can do for me? Uh, anyway, a version of that is, is uh, what do you need? You know What do you need right now? So taking pe- people out of the, I don't know, intellectual content that is going on all of the time, concepts about this and that or whatever, opinions and preferences and. Trying to get into this, so right now, what, 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 do you, what do you fear? What do you want? What do you fear? What is the fear? What do you want? What is the goal here? And I, I might use the language in, in a little bit different way. But mostly in a spiritual direction, Is trying to set the tone for the question to come from the person. So it's more an invitation to say, what do you want to ask? Of? And, and then spiritual direction is about, okay, what would you ask him? I'm going to be quiet here with you and listen and allow that silence. And, and so there's no many questions, but it is the honoring the questions and aiming the questions to to the source of, of, of response. And I finish with this is a beautiful practice that I comes, uh, I use it sometimes even in counseling settings. Is I ask the same question three times and I do it slowly. I, I acknowledge fully the first answer, allow some space and say, so can I ask you the same question again? Would you think about it? You might tell me the same thing or not. I don't have any experience when people have told me. The same response, same question, different depth. The second time, same question, third death. And there is a lot of, of thinking. There's even a spiritual practice, you know, the examine, you know, that you find the question and then you commit to ask the same question to God for a long time, for a few months or, or a year. And this is so such as a when, would I, when, when did I notice you? you know, it's like, and you take that one question and come back, the repetition of the question, I'm talking about the spiritual direction, has an amazing uh, amplitude, like like Tricia says, there's a world behind yeah. that question. The sermon is about questions and it's about listening to God, but it's not just about one answer, it is about the, the practice of posting the question and stopping yeah. to listen,
0: so... Yeah, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I think for me, um, I think BJ mentioned reframing. And oftentimes, I'll find myself reframing. And then after that, I say, is there anything you would say differently or add or, or not say that I just said, so it gives them permission to kind of, yeah, because I'm saying back what I think they said, but they get full permission to say, no, you know what, not, not really. Or sometimes they say, "That's exactly it." I couldn't have put it that way, but that's that's what it is. Um, I also, I think one of the big faith walking questions that that uh, we often use is, "What's the, what is the impact of that? What's the impact of you, you know, being that way? What's been the impact?" One of the things I'll often ask people is, "So, what are you present to right now?" Like, what are you feeling in your body? What are the thoughts in your mind? And to help them to not just, we're not just talking about content, but like right in this moment, what's going on inside of you. And and as you guys know, we're a pretty like disembodied culture in general. We often don't, you know, aren't aware of what's happening in our body and that helps people to do that. And then one other question is, that I'll ask people is, so what's that like? What do you think the threat is? What so so you know when we get anxious, it's because there's fears, because there's some kind of threat. So what what's the threat? What what are you afraid of? And oftentimes people get uh, can get a little bit deeper. I think um, not just this person is making me really mad, but yeah. So what's the threat there? That's that's what I would add so yeah, in,
2: I, uh, yeah i think oh go ahead bj yeah i wanted yeah that that's a a big what you just said was great you know what what do i think the threat is is uh, a question that uh i think is real important for us to ask ourselves often uh, for me that's that's probably one of the most common questions i ask myself throughout the day is okay i'm feeling i'm, I'm in a pattern or i'm acting a way i don't intend to act and so my brain is telling me I'm, I'm unsafe for some reason. So what do I think the threat is? What, what am I making this mean? What am I telling myself? Any variation of that is I think really important. Probably the, the main thing that's helped me to overcome anger issues and to, to uh, monitor myself during the day.
0: Great. Yeah. Thanks BJ. Mm-hmm. I think we're, yeah, I, I've, Think we've covered what we we'd like to for today, and I want to just if either one of you guys want to say anything before we end this podcast, I'll give you a chance to do that and then we'll, yeah, we'll conclude.
1: This is a great conversation. Questions are a very uh, loving thing to do when they are asked and offer well.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think it's one of the ways that we love can love people well is to be curious and care about their lives. And I think it's, I think it's a really, I find it pretty rare. Um, And yeah, I hope we can foster that. And I hope this podcast helps to foster that. BJ, you started to say something.
2: Uh, it's just saying, Don, you did. You did. Uh, you asked good questions about questions today. <laughs> Prompted us well, and appreciate you for doing that.
0: Oh, thank you, guys. It was a great conversation. Thank you.